Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 109. Rob McCarran here. It's the first full week of October 2015. Today on the show, we are going to talk about NXT TakeOver Respect, the past weekend's MSG Live special, the biggest notes of Raw this week, and Cesaro and Sami Zayn, the best of three falls match from NXT TV. We are going to be live Wednesday night after NXT TakeOver. You can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube to watch our live feed as we record and review NXT TakeOver Respect. And you can interact with us on Twitter at ShakeThemRopes, email the show Rob at VoicesOfWrestling.com, or DM the Twitter feed at ShakeThemRopes. We do accept the direct messages from everybody. I encourage you to follow us, but if you don't want to, you can still interact with the show. I'd like to encourage you, if you haven't already, bookmark the Voices of Wrestling Amazon page, voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon. If you do any Amazon shopping at all, you can go through our click-through link. The affiliate link will take you to the Amazon page where you can do your shopping as normal. There is no extra cost for you at all, but a portion of the purchase does go to Shake Them Ropes to help us out and give us a little monetary uh, kickback so we can keep the show going Keep it up as you expect it to be. We are working on the audio, so I do want to thank you for being patient as we get the settings for our video streams, for our audio podcasting all set. Been tinkering around with the studio a little bit to uh, to make sure that in the future the audio works perfectly and you get an overall better quality. But there are some growing pains with that as I fine-tune the settings. So I want to appreciate everyone who has noticed but not really bashed us for the poor audio over the last couple of weeks. We are working to get it better I want to thank everyone for subscribing to the show, for listening to us, and making us a part of your weekly podcast lineup. Greatly appreciate it. Really do. And follow along with us at Shake Them Ropes. We'll be right back with Jeff for this week's Shake Them Ropes episode 109. Rob McCarran. Should we begin with the puking or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's listening for hockey talk. Hello and welcome everybody to Shake Them Ropes. Uh, oh, did I just turn the music up on you, Jeff? Was it too loud? Was I banging it in your ear? Uh, that's the first I've heard of the music. Yeah, I know. I, I just recognized that I had the dial for the music down. Yeah, because we, uh, you know, we're trying things out here <laughs> on the uh, on the old podcast. Rob McCarran here and Jeff Hawkins on Wake Shake up. Them Ropes. Wake up, Jeff. I know it's your bedtime, but get up. Oh my gosh, I know it's late. We're here on a Monday night. This podcast will be available Tuesday, October 6th. We are here on Monday right after Raw because uh, Tuesday's a busy day and we're going to be live on Wednesday night after NXT TakeOver and we are doing a little uh, preview, our final run through and boy did we need it apparently. So so we're coming a bit early. Sorry, mm. ladies. Ah, sorry, ladies, <laughs> indeed. Um, but yeah, we are doing the final run through of the live streaming because Wednesday night after NXT TakeOver, we will be live at VoicesOfWrestling.com and Voices of Wrestling's YouTube page at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube. We're going to try to be live. We're going to try. <laughs> we're going to make an attempt to be live. Uh, so we're doing the final run through of the streaming. But yes, after NXT TakeOvers, after WWE pay-per-views, You'll be able to hear and watch Shake Them Ropes live as it happens and the usual way via podcast 
afterwards. But uh, Wednesday night, follow at Shake Them Ropes for the link to the show when TakeOver ends. Or go subscribe. Better yet, subscribe to the YouTube channel now so that when it happens, you'll be ready. Uh, that's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube. Messing around with the audio settings all day today after doing my real job, after doing my real work, trying to mess around with this, trying to watch Raw, trying to watch Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. You know, I tried to do a lot today because the weekend was packed. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses, but... Yes, I, you are. Oh, you're not trying. You are making I excuses. apologize for yeah. the the lack of audio quality tonight if it is... Uh, it sounds okay right now for us, um, I think. So hopefully it sounds okay on the final version, but I, I ask for your patience as we work these issues out to get you the final finished version of Shake Them Ropes with the, with the audio and the video. Um, but I'm excited for the video just because I, you know, we've been doing live streams for a little while, Jeff. We've been doing the audio live streams with mm-hmm. the MixLR uh, at VoicesOfWrestling.com where people could listen to our shows in audio form. Um, but now with video, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, say, oh, the video is going to add a whole lot to the experience. But what it does is, in theory, it should be easier for people to view it because you can just go to the YouTube app on your phone. You can go to the YouTube.com instead of having to, you know, download this weird audio player that half the time didn't work. <laughs> so I'm hoping you it's can, better for you. You can watch my hideous face as I try and make humor out of all this. Yes, try and watch uh, <laughs> Jeff Hawkins' face. But I appreciate... Ah! 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 Oh, put the kids to bed. <laughs> Any feedback you have, questions or comments for TakeOver, send us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. And uh, on the note about the Twitter, at mm. Shake Them Ropes, the DM yes. box is open. Anyone, Uh-oh. whether you follow us or not, I suggest that you follow us. But even if mm. you don't, you can send DMs to at Shake Them Ropes. So if you have thoughts that you don't want to tweet in public to us, uh, you can send an email at, you know, rob at voicesofwrestling.com or a DM because now DMs no longer have character limits. But, True. But rob, you, there's some, rob, there's some thoughts you shouldn't be tweeting in public, so you may want to DM yourself. That is true. <laughs> I, I, should, uh, I should definitely censor and edit my Twitter account. Now, um, that, exp- that explains a lot. I got some spam today. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Okay. You gotta, you gotta, I have the DM box open. Now that's a, that's something you can do on your own. By default, your DM box is only allowed for people who follow you, but you can make it open for anybody. And I've made it open for anybody just in case a note has to uh, pass our way. Um, Twitter is contemplating removing the character limit of every tweet. (sighs) And I think that is a horrible idea because then you just. You become Facebook with fewer, you know, options and fewer features. Brevity is the soul of wit. I think that's why Twitter's so popular is you, mm-hmm. you you can see multiple messages on your screen because everyone has a certain character limit. But if I wanted to go out there and throw a thousand word message to somebody, now Twitter is contemplating this and I would have a, you know, a feeling that if they allowed longer tweets within their system, they would have a, you know, a show me all link where they would still only show you a certain character limit. And then you could click a button to wa- read it all. But I just think the the features, the character of Twitter is yes. the 140 characters. And if you change that, you completely remove what has been your meaning. You will hate half your followers by the end of that first day. I guarantee it. Yeah. And I'll probably be in that half for almost everybody. <laughs> um, Shake Them Ropes, it is episode 109. This is our Tuesday show. We will be back, like I said, Wednesday after takeover. So follow at Shake Them Ropes for information. Go to youtube.com slash voices of wrestling. Uh, we are going to talk about, we are going to preview NXT takeover on this show. 
We're going to yes. talk about the highlights of WWE Raw. We're going to go through quickly uh, the live MSG special, uh, anything of note that we saw from that show. And we are going to talk match number 61 in our top 100 countdown. It is Cesaro versus Sami Zayn in a best two of three falls from NXT TV all the way back in 2013. Mm. And uh, what else do we got? We got some listener questions that came upon our Twitter feed at Shake Them Rope. So we'll get to those on this show. Uh, but first, before we preview NXT TakeOver, anything you wanted to get from Raw tonight, Jeff? Anything stand out uh, that you just got to get off your chest? Not really. In the ring, the two best matches were the two women's matches, I thought. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of long matches uh, yeah. tonight as as far as any significance. I mean, the main event, Big E and John Cena was okay. It was weird. I, I, that's, that's, to me, the big standout of this show is how weird it was seeing the New Day as the big-time heels closing a Raw with as the vicious Dudley heels. boys. As vicious heels. As vicious heels, yes. Yeah. Vicious heels. But just, I mean, we're so used to seeing, like, the biggest stars close the show. And last week we had Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's become clear that in this football season, and it might even be worse when John Cena goes away, because we've got to mention that, the fact that John Cena's going away for a little bit, mm. or so we think. Yes. Um the fact that they are showing it's Saturday night's main event. They're doing the biggest thing first. Yeah. And then closing the show with what would normally either open the show or kind of be at the middle or start of the second hour. And it's kind of what we're seeing like Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns last week uh, as the main event is something you would normally see at the start of a certain hour. Not generally the main event tonight, John Cena and the Dudley boys in the main event segment with the new day it was just weird to me. It's fine. I liked it. I love the New Day getting TV time on Raw after, you know, the angle with Stephanie McMahon earlier, at least the brief segment. But it's just weird seeing it. You got to see it for week after week after week for it not to be weird. You know what made it weird for me a little bit was the juxtaposition of Stephanie dressing down the New Day she with was. them now being vicious heels. I mean, maybe maybe you can explain it away as in, well, that motivated them to get more vicious on no. TV. Yeah. But, and, and of course, the Dolph accidental kick. Yeah. To Cena. Dolph did accidentally kick John Cena. Precursor of things to come, perhaps. Maybe a precursor of things to come. Maybe nothing. Maybe it's just a way for them to get, it's, you know, a bridge to what they were ultimately trying to do with the New Day getting the one up on all of them. Right. Because the in your mind, yeah. like the New Day, how are they going to get Dolph Ziggler's out there, John Cena's out there, and the Dudley boys come out? How are you going to get the New Day over four people without some type of, you know, chicanery or accident? So I, and, the, I, and, the, and the Rusev segment made me laugh. I liked it. It was funny to yeah. me. The Rusev segment, because that is what's happening now, is mm -hmm. we have a marriage proposal. Yeah. We have the Rusev. I, I'm surprised we got no Lana tonight. Are you? Lana was there. Okay. Lana was there tonight. So but that I'm doesn't a little shock surprised. me. I mean, she has that been, all the time. Yeah, but she, I, I know. I mean, I just thought maybe they might do something with it this week, push the envelope a little further in this story. But no, I mean, we're going to get Rusev, whatever. It, it certainly seems that after this, I mean, are they going to do Rusev and Dolph Ziggler at the pay-per-view again? Because we had one no those, interacting with them tonight. One of those two is getting the U.S. title, I think. Before Cena leaves. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is what are they going to do with the U S championship? Because the breaking news coming out of WWE over the weekend was the fact that on the Facebook page, 
WWE sent out a note because people were starting to see future lineups. And John Cena was not on future lineups. He was taken off the European tour. And that's really what caught a lot of people's attention was the fact that he was taken off the European tour. Uh, Because it's a pretty big tour. And John Cena is the main star of WWE. So it's Mm -hmm. hard to have one of these overseas tours without John Cena. Well, he was taken off the tour. And WWE had to put out a statement. And their statement says, for personal reasons, John Cena is taking time off after Hell in a Cell. So no timetable exactly given, but he's not he's not on any dates until December. So in theory, you're going to be missing John Cena for a month and a half. And he's got to lose the U.S. championship, one would think, after being gone. He doesn't have to, I suppose. Maybe, I mean, maybe. The, but the chances are that at Hell in a Cell, you would have him lose. Uh, the U.S. championship, because when he comes back, what if he doesn't even come back until, you know, late December? What if he doesn't come back till the Royal Rumble push? Is he going to be in that Royal Rumble match or is he still going to have this U.S. championship being in singles matches? So even if John Cena wasn't leaving, I would still say he's probably due to lose this championship before the Royal Rumble. Just because I don't I mean, U.S. championship at WrestleMania, John Cena, it seems beneath him. I agree. I think it, the the note that interested me a bit was that it's like, well, this is now going to force WWE to have to push Dean Ambrose, and then tonight Dean is pretty much the recipient of being destroyed. Yeah, most of the night he was he was uh, the recipient of being destroyed. Uh, Six man tag uh, yeah. action. Uh, we're getting back to that because we have the Wyatt family here. We're getting back to the period where you get a six man tag on almost every show. Okay. All right. Well, we're getting to the point where it's going to be as well. It's going to be a six-man tag between those two, yeah, <laughs> or some combination therein for at least four weeks until Hell in the Cell. When right, God knows what happens. When God knows what happens. Well, last time we were here, it didn't solve anything to have him in a cell. So, <laughs> no. no, it certainly didn't solve anything to have him in a cell. But um, I, I thought it was funny. Like, unless I missed it, and I I didn't see the first half hour of Raw. So I kind of skimmed through the results. Unless I missed something, we had this live at MSG special on Saturday night. Right. But Seth Rollins and John Cena ended up being the main event. The cage match ended up closing the TV portion of the show. Brock Lesnar and Big Show had a four-minute match. It was a Brock Mm -hmm. Lesnar squash squash or Big Show that one would expect. Uh, Well, it was a little unexpected in in terms of, you know, three choke slams and then all the suplexes. And I was like, well, that's okay. <laughs> it it kind of went exactly how I expected, except you're right. The big show getting the better of Brock early. I didn't yeah. really expect to that level. You know, no, I mean, here did I, it wasn't just the squash on big show where Brock Lesnar beat him up, but he, you know, came back from choke slam after choke slam and then beat big show up. I mean, it was a destroy. It was a destroy and take no prisoner yeah. attitude from yeah. Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the semi main. But there was really no talk at all of John Cena and Seth Rollins, that match ever happening tonight on the show. No, it was all about Kane and Seth Rollins. Because yeah, it didn't fit yeah. the bigger story. It was just something to be a pay-per-view. And that's kind of how the Japan show was, is they kind of mentioned the NXT stuff. Obviously, they mentioned the NXT on the NXT show. And they mentioned, you know, really, I can't think of much. They didn't mention the John Cena main event on the J- Japan show. But this one, it didn't fit the narrative. We were on to Seth Rollins and Kane, and Seth Rollins and Kane is the title match at Hell in a Cell. Well, let me bring something up here about these network specials and just an opinion of yours. Because in all the ones that haven't had an NXT connection to them, they felt like filler. 
they felt like nothing shows yeah. to me. And that's what this MSG show felt like a yeah. lot to me. Yeah. But but because of the Balor Owens connection in the Japan show, that felt like a special show. It, but, you know, the King of the Ring tournament felt like nothing. It felt like and, and in retrospect, it meant nothing. Are they yeah. are they in danger? Are is the WWE here in danger here of turning off viewers from going to the network for special events when they don't feel special? That's my question to you. I don't think so yet because we've still only had the three. Right, it's okay. been three. It's been that one hour King of the Ring special, which really all that did was take the place of main event. Right. And they said, hey, it's there. It's an extra show. All these things are extra shows. It's not like yeah. you're buying the network for these shows. And then people say, oh, good riddance to this. Uh, the Japan show, you're right. I mean, that felt like a special show going in because you had the NXT title match. You had a John Cena match on the show. You had a Brock Lesnar match on the show. And it was the first ever live show from Japan. First ever right. WWE has ever done. It was historic. It was a meaningful show. And afterwards, it felt as such because you had the really good Neville and Chris Jericho match. Mm -hmm. You got the Brock Lesnar squash you were looking for. And you had the NXT title change. So it felt important. Uh, this one, we, we thought it was going to be more important than it ended up being. And that was solely, I think, for the tag title match where I thought we might get a title change and we ended up not getting that. Right? Right. So if the Brock Lesnar went exactly how I thought it would be, the John Cena cage match was a, it was a house show cage main event. I mean, they, they didn't do anything more than they had to do. I absolutely loathe WWE cage matches where escape is an option, but that's old but school me we talking. Have a, we had a listener question on our Twitter feed about that. So we'll kind of get into that when we get into our listener questions. But I mean, okay. overall, I mean, while the show was ultimately meaningless, yeah. Uh, because we had no title change. It was a fine two hour show. Some people, right. you, I mean, you may go that whole week of wrestling after raw SmackDown and then watching the MSG show and the MSG show to a lot of people was probably the best of the three. Yeah. But it, just, it felt like after I watched it and I watched it yesterday, admittedly, um, I didn't watch it live. I was at the Dodger game that night, but, oh, um, <laughs> first game of the season that I went to <laughs> next to last game, but nevertheless, I, I watched it, I went, it felt like a souped-up Raw, maybe, if I'm lucky, but it felt like a Raw, and it just felt like it was there, and I, it felt like, why did I watch this? What was the point of me watching this special, other than to other than they told me it was a special and it didn't feel that special? Yeah. yeah. And, and, that, that, and that made me a bit angry, to be honest with you. I mean, not, not like, you wasted my time and stuff, but just kind of like, huh. It's it's more product. It's just there. It felt like you know how I feel. I feel I felt the same way about that special that I feel about SmackDown. Yeah, it's there. It's product, but it doesn't mean anything. So it, it doesn't mean anything, and you don't have to watch it. So if you don't want to, you know, yeah, but you, you when they're pushing eyeballs to the network, you're expecting something hey, listen, to happen. I think. Listen, okay. I am not going to bash when WWE gives you extra things on the network. No. I, I and I understand that line of reasoning. I get that, but but to say, okay, you need to go out of your way to watch this, and then just kind of go, well, we're just going to give you the same stuff we've always given you, not even like a tag title change or something to reward you for your loyalty in taking time out from your schedule from a Saturday night to watch a, you know, for especially for the hardcores, a third two hour plus show. Yeah, you know it. it 
okay. Had, your your point's well made. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I you know, oh, it's free product. It's yeah. great. I got to see Brock suplex a big guy. Excellent. But you know, for future reference, it can be seen as skippable. It's like DVRing it. And I mean, these types of live events to me are the kind of things. It's it's like saying, oh well, I'll wait for the Super Bowl to end, hear how it went, and then watch it. I, no, you want you want to be a part of that live kind of thing. Yeah. And I know it's I know it's kind of counter programming against UFC and college football. I get that, but but yeah, but the live aspect doesn't mean anything to this show. So yeah, who knows? And, well, the thing is too is you can watch it anytime. Like for your example, you watched it after it was live. I mean, I'm sure there were a ton of people who watched it on Sunday or you know this morning probably. Okay, but did they did they watch it because they wanted to watch it, or did they watch it like me because I knew we had to talk about it on a show? <laughs> I just think they wanted to see how it went. Okay, I mean, nothing was going to be earth shattering on it. They just wanted to see how it goes. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. I'm interested in feedback on that. You can go to the voicesofwrestling dot com forums. You can go to our Twitter feed. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think of the show? And did you watch it live? Because I have to imagine most people didn't actually end up watching that live. Uh, and if you watched it live, were you disappointed by it? I know I wasn't. I mean, I was following along. I didn't watch the entire show live, but I was checking in every once in a while, bits and pieces, uh, before watching the show after the fact. Uh, but yeah, it was it was two hours of just being there. Um, mm-hmm. So you know what is must-see TV, though? The fact that we're going to be live after TakeOver on Wednesday. Just thought I would throw that out there one more time. Um, let's talk about this TakeOver show, shall we? Yes! Yes, 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 wow. yes, yes. Wow. I am hyped as hell. I am Jeff, hyped. What? Jeff is excited. I am more excited possibly for this one than any other other than the Brooklyn Takeover show just because of how big that event was and what it meant for NXT. Yeah. But top top to bottom in terms of the card, without knowing anything that's unannounced right now, this this one to me... Love it. Love everything about this. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be a good show. I'm really excited for the main event. We're going to talk about this main event, the Iron Man match. Um, I don't. Maybe you're not, you're not excited for the tag team tournament. I'm excited for what will ultimately be the final match and for what I think is going to be post mass post post match hijinks. Okay. I, I want to know which direction they're going to go in there um, as far as who goes bad, who goes good, if they even do a turn in the main event or set up some type of singles program. But before, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm excited for every single match on the show for different reasons. Yeah. But I, I'm not going into this takeover. Maybe it's the fact that we just recently had a takeover, it feels like. Maybe it's the fact that we just had this live from MSG special. Uh, maybe it's the fact that the main eventer... Um, you know, is a WWE main roster member. And I don't feel like it's, you know, unpredictable in a way. Right. I, I can't right. put my finger on it, but I'm not feeling a hundred percent hyped. Like I usually am for NXT takeovers. I, I think there's a couple things. I think number one, um, I, I you're right. It, it, it doesn't feel as big, but most NXT specials are blow offs to feuds. This is one's this one's not going to be a straight ahead. This one's going to be setting the table I think for 3 months and I think that's part of your concern. Yeah. The other one is the, top to bottom this isn't a how how should I put this? A work rate guys dream necessarily, but yeah, for not. me 
But for me, I'm looking at this and going, there's there's really not a lot of filler. That you know, you you'd, you'd get you'd get the you know the the Corbin squash match here and there. You'd get you know some some short twenty second you know Eva Marie Carmella type thing. <laughs> Which Although, ain't gonna I happen will, on this one. I don't know. I will say, I mean, I don't think they're gonna put Eva Marie on the special, but they very well could. Uh they this, could. this show is now going two and a half hours. They've set apart two and a half hours for it from eight to ten thirty PM Eastern. I think that's just overrun. I think they're they're just they blocked out that extra half hour just in case. I don't think they're gonna use the entire thing. I think they, it's gonna go maybe ten minutes and then you get twenty minutes of ads. They may not like use it. They may not use it for the entire show because every whenever they do these two hour takeovers, I mean they're off the air. In they two go hours. long. No, they oh, don't. Really? They really I thought don't. they went long. No. I thought they went long on the ba- the Brooklyn uh, didn't they go show long did. On the Brooklyn. Yeah. The Brooklyn okay. show did, but when they're in full okay. sale, which they're in full full sale this time, they stay with their time cues. Now, it very well could be for an overrun. They could maybe put in another 10-minute match because we look right now and we have six matches. And the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic semifinals, neither one of those is going more than 10 minutes. Right, but so, there's not a lot you can cut here because in terms of time cues because that last main event has to go 30 minutes. The main event has to go 30 minutes. But, so so but you give event, yourself that buffer. Yeah, main events have gone 30 minutes in NXT before. Right, but but you're gonna have a clock. Not literally, but about <laughs> twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, they're right. gonna have a clock. Um, yeah, but you look at Dana Brooke and Asuka, and that right. match is not going more than five. That that's probably not even gonna be a match. Well, a, a lot of a match, but let's let's we'll, go over. We'll this. go let's through this, this card, and again, let's... I am excited for every single match on the show. I'm excited. You know, I want to see the show. Like, I'm going to watch the show live on Wednesday. It's not mm-hmm. something where I'm gonna watch it. You know, past. Or on DVR. I'm wa- we're watching the show live on Wednesday, and we're coming with a post show uh, at Shake Them Ropes. But we'll start with Apollo Cruz versus Tyler Breeze. This is Apollo Cruz' second takeover match. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze always loses in these big spots. Always, he is the is- designated loser. Even though I love Tyler Breeze, and he's been the MVP of this promotion. If you want to call it a separate promotion, he's been the mm-hmm. MVP of NXT this year. Tyler Breeze has. I don't disagree. I mean, even maybe you could even go a little bit further than a year. He's Tyler Breeze is the reliable, high energy guy you get into a match that's going to make guys look like a million bucks. And I'd rather, you know what, as I say in our column, which is going up sometime this week before the show, I'd rather have him here, even though I want him to make more money than on on the main roster jobbing to Ryback in five seconds. Here he can do something, and I think he's going to fly around like a rag doll for Apollo Crews, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I fear if Tyler Breeze were on the main roster, and this is the difference here, because I think Tyler Breeze has perfected what his character is. Yeah. But no matter how much you perfect, because Fandango perfected what that character was, I thought. I mean, early on Fandango, where he was really into it, and he was bought into what he was doing out there, there's just nowhere to go for you. I mean, you're limited, and Fandango was nowhere to be seen. Now, I feel like Tyler Breeze would be suffering that fate of Fandango. So I'm glad he's yes. here. He's yes. in important roles. He's getting TV time. He's getting mic time. So you mm-hmm. get to hear him progress in his promos putting over this character. Um, I think this is going to be, obviously, the best match Apollo Crews has had so far in NXT, which is a small sample. Uh, yeah, and Tyler. Bruce, I mean, the, the the Gargano and the and the Crow ones were solid. Don't get don't get. They were solid, but I, I mean, I'm uh, I'm expecting more with more time here for Apollo yes. Cruz and Tyler Breeze because yes. also you have to keep in mind that Tyler Breeze is going in. You know, he's been the NXT lifer. He's been the guy who's been in WWE developmental since 2011. 
Yeah, and maybe 2010, but back for a while. So yeah. this guy's coming in and seeing Apollo Crews, um, you know, get to the limelight quicker. This guy's going to try and show that, you know what, he belongs in this limelight as well. Oh, I agree. And, and you know, it's not going to be a squash. He's, it's going to be back and forth right. a bit, I think. It's going to be like Tyler Breeze and Hideo Itami when they opened up that yeah. takeover several months ago. And, you know, it was a really good match. I mean, Hideo Itami eventually won, but Tyler Breeze gets his shit in, if you will. Oh yeah, no, and and that's why the crowd loves him still. Yeah. I mean, he's he's done everything, do. but what, do. he's done everything in NXT, but win the big belt. I'm wondering and he if was close to that. And I am wondering if that'll ever play into something with Tyler Breeze. The fact that he's come so close but never been the guy. Like eventually, if they make that a story, like this could be all one giant build from the NXTers. You know, when, good on them. And, they and do. you may need it too if Finn yeah. Balor ever goes to the main roster. If Samoa Joe is no longer there, if all your big names are gone, then all of a sudden it's Tyler Breeze, and maybe Sami Zayn comes back next year. And Tyler Breeze has always been second place, mm-hmm. and now it's time for him to be first place. Nothing wrong with that. If they if they have that kind of foresight, love them. The winner is going to be who? Oh, Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is going to win this one because Tyler Breeze is always Mister Second Place. He just and, and the and the other thing that's going to be great is Apollo yes. Cruz works like a small guy in a big yep. guy package, and it's going to be awesome watching Cruz and him work. And it's, it's I mean, uh, watching Breeze and him work. And it's a different, fresh matchup. I'm all for it. Different, let's, fresh let's match. Get... I'm excited for. It. I mean, this is this is going to open. This is going to open the card, right? You think? I would think. So. I would think so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be this, or it could be. I mean, they very well may open the the card with the first two Dusty Tag Classic matches. I was thinking that as well, but I think I think they want to get the crowd hyped. I think this will be I think this will be it. I mean, if this opens the show, then the only match you have in between the Dusty Tag matches is going to be Asuka and Dana Brooke, unless they add in a second match there, and in which case they wouldn't be able to add in a second match in between with the women because you wouldn't have two women's matches in a row. You would think so. No, for my reasoning, I would think the Dusty Tag opens the show. Um, but before we get to the Dusty Tag Classic matches, Dana Brooke and Asuka. I mean, I have been a fan, you know, Asuka's debut when she comes in to sign the contract and Emma and Dana Brooke pull the Ascension move when Hideo Itami debuted and they Mm -hmm. push out the incoming girl because it's their time to shine. Um, You know, Dana Brooke and Emma have worked so hard to try and get to their spot. And this another girl is coming in and they they push Asuka out. Asuka, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't attack them right away. She's going to pick her spots. She does the smile like I got something for you coming up. And here we are, Dana Brooke versus Asuka. I am unreasonably hyped for this match because it's your first chance to see what Asuka can do inside a WWE ring. But also, when you would think Asuka opponent, I don't know if Dana Brooke's the first person you're putting her in there with. Dana Brooke is still relatively new. She's still relatively, you know, not to use the green term, she's still, uh, you know, reasonably stiff, if you will, in the ring. She's not fluid with what she does. She's thinking too much ahead. Um, I don't know if it would be the first opponent just because you put Apollo Crews on his debut in with Ty Dillinger, right? You put in with a veteran who knows what they're doing, someone that can lose, someone that can make the other person look good. Dana Brooke, I don't know if she's ready to make other people look good. She's still trying to look good herself. So it's an interesting idea. It fits story-wise, but as far as match quality, you're going in there as Asuka against Dana Brooke. It's a weird match uh, participant combo for me, but Oscar's getting the win here. What are your thoughts on Oscar and Dana Brooke? I mean, I don't am, think... am I wrong? Is that fair to say that, like, you know, it's a weird matchup? 
it it is a weird matchup, and that's why I think they're gonna do this is gonna be one with a schmaz type of deal here. Either Dana Brooke doesn't do the match, or Dana Brooke isn't there that long, and Emma takes a beating. Emma's gonna yep. be the one in there taking the beating somehow. Either Dana Brooke, you know, n- no shows in storyline or is sick in storyline, and Emma has to fill in, or you know, Emma tries to work on her behalf and. Okay and gets thrown to the wolves and Dana runs away. Cause it's too soon to beat Dana. No matter, you know, I know she's lost on TV and, and you can rebuild a woman's uh, NXT competitor much faster than a man. I think. Yeah. Uh, just look at Bailey, but it's not the time to beat Dana and have a blow off just yet. And it's not the time to beat Asuka. So I think Emma's some, somehow getting, getting her butt kicked with kicks. Oh yeah. You can absolutely make sense of it because I mean, Bailey's whole gimmick throughout 2014 was that she was the lovable loser. Like she always yeah. lost the big matches. Yeah. She wasn't a singles competitor, you know, who would win matches. And then you have Charlotte go up to the main roster. You have Becky Lynch going up to the main roster and you build Charlotte in a relatively small period of time. You build Bailey in a relatively small period of time. Uh, you could do the same for a Dana Brooke later on. You, I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing the attempts at doing it for Eva Marie right now, mm-hmm. which really aren't working that much. And I think this is where they start to say, "All right, let's start protecting Dana a little bit more and start building her up a bit." Bonus points if Devin throws Emma to Asuka, and not as a save type thing, just finally snaps and they pay that off. But I don't yeah. think they're ever going to pay that off. I don't. <laughs> just. They, they don't pay off things for they announcers. Might, they might at some point, but, you know, they don't need it right now. So no, leave it no. out for right now. Um, no. No, but I, I'm thrilled for this match, too. Uh, we both have Asuka winning. I mean, that's that's a given. Asuka's going to win. She's going to pin somebody, whether it's Emma, whether it's Dana Brooke. She's going to pin somebody. Mm-hmm. It is time now to talk. Those are your only two singles matches on the proverbial undercard. Yes. Now it's time for Dusty Tag Team Classic. We have two semifinals. Those winners of the semifinals will take uh, their place in the finals for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with Baron Corbin and Rhino taking on Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. I love these four teams because they're all different. You have the two, uh, you know, the the two top faces, kind of an uneasy. Uh, you know, two talented veterans in a, in a partnership. You have the throwback blue collar grizzled veteran tag team of the of Dash and Dawson. You have the technically sound team of Jordan and and Gable, and then you have the Haas Monster team. I love this tournament. Love it all. And and it doesn't matter to me who wins. It's going to be great. Um, I think for what I think they're going to do in the storyline here. Man, that Gable gimmick just screams a face turn, doesn't it? Uh, at some point. You say ready, willing, and the, all the people yell, Gable! Uh, I, you... think the mon- I think the monster team wins here. I, th- I, th- I think Balor, I think, it's, oh, yeah. uh, I, think, I think Corbin and Rhino win here. Yeah. Probably through some chicanery of some kind. Hopefully not on miscommunication from the other team, but I think it's the monster team going to the finals. Yeah, honestly, from the teases beforehand, before this tournament even really started, I mean, it seemed like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe were destined to go up against Rhino and Baron Corbin. Right. To me, that that seemed like it. Um, I mean, I love the Jordan and Gable team. I think they're on the rise. Eventually, they're going to, yes. going to get their spot, and it's going to be very fun to watch because, you know, I mean, Chad Gable is an entertaining character. He is. 
once you get over the look, because the look with the beard and the fit and the height and all that is a little, you know, not so WWE. Um, it he's an exciting guy to watch. Jason Jordan is starting to come into his own because he's Jason making Jordan, Jordan, looks Jordan the part. better. He's making Jordan yeah. better because Jordan Jordan looks the part for sure. Yeah. And I liked the tease they did of the mecha- of the me- I ca- keep calling them the mechanics, but they're now just going by Dash and Dawson. Everyone I liked that keeps little, calling them. Everyone liked, keeps calling them the mechanics. I liked that tease that they did with with the Gable Jordan team. I liked that. Just kind of kind of a little misdirection. It's yeah. not going to pay off yet, but it might pay off later, especially if I, you know, if they do turn Gable and Jordan face, which I think they may do. But but I liked I liked the tease. I like all four teams. And uh, yeah, but I, I do think that this is uh, going to be Corbin and Rhino. Yeah, I would uh, I would go with Corbin and Rhino too, just for the fact that I think they're wrestling Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, which I do as well. Comes up to the next match, Finn Balor Samoa Joe against I th- Dash and yeah. Dawson. I think it's it's the classic tag team tournament story of this of the veteran team that uh, ends up hurting one of the faces at some point, and then and then we'll get in the finals something about you know one of the faces having to struggle to to keep up and and to win but no this is this is i think this is definitely joe and and finn and maybe they tease a little bit of the heel turn to come perhaps because that uh the one thing we didn't get to last week was in the uh finn joe match versus uh enzo and Cass. the uh the little kick there to the back old Cass's head that was illegal from finn balor which I which and of course the rumor that they edited the match because they were working too heelish, but they left that part in. I thought that was interesting. Now that is one thing because there have been some crazy theories. You know, yes, and I have some. <laughs> we we both believe that it'll be Finn Balor and Samoa Joe wrestling against Baron Corbin and Rhino. Yes. Now we'll obviously talk about this match as if this is the match, but it very well could be Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. The only and thing I, I think is for sure. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I think is for sure is the fact that Finn and Joe are going to the finals. Yes. I mean, I think that's like at least, you know, 98% sure. 98%. I think we're, I think 90% they're broken up by the end of the night. Yeah. Because Finn Balor is your NXT champion. You would think they would want to spike a story for the eventual title match at the next takeover happening in London. You'd want to kick that going right now. Uh, and maybe an earnest on the TV tapings the next night. So we we lock in Balor and Joe for the finals. Okay? Yes. And we have Baron Corbin and Rhino is the main one we'll talk about. There are, before I get to some of the conspiracy theories out there, I mean, who who is the one that turns? What are the motivations? Is it Joe who attacks Finn Balor? Is it Finn Balor who goes against Samoa Joe? Because, you you know, this potential enemy is so close that you want to be the one to get the jump on him? I mean, yes. who, okay. I think Finn Finn turns heel because of all the all the uh, because he wants to stay champ and Joe keeps on hinting you know slapping the belt all those other things and it's starting to get to him and and Finn's become perhaps a little paranoid here. Now then the question becomes: Does this happen after the tournament? Does this happen during the second match? To something in the first match because NXT is famous for this. We'll talk about yeah. it with Cesaro and Sami Zayn. NXT is famous for using things from previous matches to go into and get called back in later matches. So does something happen during the first Joe and Finn Balor match that gets called back in the finals? Yeah, I think I think the mechanics take out Finn for all 
intents and purposes, and he's wounded. So Joe has to work a majority of the match in the finals. And then when he goes for the hot tag, I think Finn decks him. Now, what would, so the motivation in Finn's case would just solely be the fact that he sees Joe as a threat. Yes. And he's stopping that early. Yes. Now, there are conspiracy theories out there uh, from a many I've seen that Finn Balor, if he was the one who was going to go bad at this show and protect his championship because he's he's had it for so long, he doesn't care about the tag team classic during this tournament, he realized he just wants to be, you know, protecting his solo championship. Mm-hmm. The Balor Club shirts are in full force. I am obviously, one of these conspiracy theorists. Obviously Continue. playing off of the Bullet Club. Now, does mm-hmm. Finn Balor start his own club tonight, or at least on Wednesday night's takeover? I think so. And I think I think the two members are going to be Corbin and Rhino. Now, if you were starting a club for Finn Balor in yes. WWE land, Baron Corbin and Rhino are the perfect people. Yes, because of the and, because of who they are. Before you talk, let me okay. get this out. Okay, I mean I never get to talk on these shows. Oh no, never. I never get to speak in WWE land because of the size. Rhino and and Baron Corbin are the perfect people doesn't necessarily make sense for their characters because Baron Corbin, the lone wolf, Rhino, the one who wants the NXT championship, they're in this tag team tournament just because it was a prize that they could win because there was no NXT championship match to take over. So here they are just so they can win this. But after this tag team classic, why would they be backing the NXT champion when they want the NXT title? That would be my first thing. Second, would fans crap all over a Balor club that had Rhino and Baron Corbin in it? Um, this can all be explained away later. <laughs> You're putting me on but, the spot here. But at the trying time, to explain at the, time, the story. We always hate how WWE does something that makes not no sense. And they, then they have to kind of backtrack the reasoning afterwards. Whereas NXT, most of the stuff that's ever happened has made sense because you can make sense out of it from previous stuff. Okay. Well, here we go. We can have Balor make deals with Corbin and Rhino to have title shots, hypothetical title shots in the future. How about that? And that was the okay. payoff. And, we, we, can, we can do that. Here's why I think this, because I know a lot of people have said, well, maybe Gable and Jordan would be the guys to put with Finn here in, in a type of a, and then you push them all as great. That's not the archetype of how WWE does factions. WWE does factions one of two ways. Usually the shield was kind of an exception to this rule. They either put a, a star with two guys who are going to be cannon fodder, like Edge and the Edgeheads or Legacy with Orton and, and DiBiase and Rhodes, or they put a veteran presence with a kind of a younger guy that they like and someone else who can take losses. And so you have, you know, you have Corbin who can be the young guy. He can be the rock to, to Finn's Farouk here. And then you have Rhino who can take losses in any of the matches and not really matter. He could be the first one booted. And then you can have the whole HBK diesel dynamic if, if you want that later. And, and I think I think this is going I think the end game here is to rebuild Baron Corbin okay. in some ways. And, and, I, and I know that sounds insane to some people because Finn's the real star here. But remember whose company this still is. And remember that they've put a lot of press and a lot of hype into getting an original star out of NXT. And right now, Baron Corbin has been, you know, other than Braun Strowman, been the guy who's gotten all that press. 
and he needs something to help bring him back after these Joe matches and stuff. And so this this turn here will get him away from the lone wolf gimmick. We'll build up his credibility with a veteran presence here, and then eventually we can turn him face if we want to. I am all for building up Baron Corbin as a credible threat to somebody. Um, I'm all for Finn Balor being the bad guy yeah. with the championship. I think it will do wonders for his character, and you know, especially if you have Sami Zayn coming back early next year. You know, Sami and Balor seems more likely to be a WrestleMania weekend type main event more than Sammy and Samoa Joe or Samoa Joe and anyone really Tommy and Balor and Balor and and Balor can finally cut some promos as opposed to just being an entrance. Hideo Itami and Finn Balor is a good one too. So, I mean, I, I think it all makes sense for Finn Balor to end this show as a bad guy, or at least go in as a bad guy at the NXT TV tapings the next night. Um, I'll be interested to see how they get there. And the big difference is we're trying to figure out what they might do. We're not fantasy booking what we would do. No. Oh, Robin Jeffers, fantasy booking all on shake them ropes. We're not. I believe me. Trust us. We're not fantasy booking. Whatever they do, I'll be interested in it. Um, Yeah. All this will go to, though, is the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And this all seems perfect for Dusty Rhodes, honestly. The way he was booking, you know, the, the focus won't go on the actual winners of this tournament. The focus is going to go on the title feud that you have going into the December show. Well, you get the heat also of a heel beatdown of the two Rhodes boys who were here to honor their dad, and Dusty would love that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then you know, and and you know, what whatever. But you get, you, and then you have the new heel faction in NXT standing tall. And I don't, I'm not as big of a historian of NXT as some. When was the last main heel faction that they had for WWE? No, for NXT. Oh, for NXT, the last main heel faction. I don't believe they've had one. I mean, exactly. the Wyatt, the Wyatt family was there for two weeks. Okay. So I mean, I don't. They really so haven't had a heel be, faction. This would be something interesting and new for NXT, which would be nice. It would be interesting, especially because the story then can become: you have this heel faction. Who's going to unseat them? And you have Hideo Itami returning. You have Sami Zayn returning. Um, you have options here kind of take on yeah. this Balor club. Um, yeah. All right. On a scale of one to a hundred, the chances that the young bucks appear on the show. Uh, 15. Wow. That high, huh? I, I don't say, I never say never, but I don't think it's high at all, but just uh, no, if you want some Twitter fun, follow, oh, no. follow Matt and Nick Jackson on Wednesday as they troll you all about being in Orlando <laughs> Hey, Disney looks nice these at this time of year. Hey, going to Universal. Yeah, yeah. I know. They're gonna they're gonna do that. And, Watch as they people are gonna eat it up. You all over now. The place. I could see I could see Finn taking a young team like Gable and Jordan under his wing. That, that could happen too. Really and that would be fine. I'd be fine. I, I could see him taking on the mechanics and have just sending them out there to be geeks for a while. I, I, I feel I, like Jordan and Gable would more likely fit. Uh, what the crowd would want if it was going yes. to have a Balor club, but then it's a little smarky. You, oh, I yeah. though I mean, if you want Balor to be this you know over aggressive heel, this leader of the Balor club, you wouldn't really want someone in the group that fans are actually going to get behind. You would want the two guys that the fans wouldn't get behind because you don't want to risk them exactly. turning into the new day. Yeah, and that's and that's why you know, and that's why I think yeah, that's the risk you take with the with the cocky heels and and, may, and putting them with Finn. And the cocky heels are Gable and Jordan right now. The visual of Baron Corbin 
bringing out Finn on his shoulders, a la Bad Luck Fallet. We'll yeah. get that NXT full sale crowd riled. That's true. Absolutely riled. And and I think it'd be great. But, you know, that that's that's not, you know, I, I'm excited for this entire tournament. I'm excited for both matches. And I'm excited for this main event. Yes. The main event. Uh, and you did mention that Cody Rhodes and Dustin Reynolds will yes. be uh, uh, at, on hand to present the trophy to the They're winner. getting a trophy broken over their heads. They are. Someone, someone you know, someone's getting beat up by uh-huh. somebody. Definitely. Um, and to those who asked on our Twitter feed, does this mean Cody Rhodes will put an end to the Stardust character? No, it, no. it does not mean that. He's not ending the Stardust character. He loves doing it, and they love him doing it. So Remember, NXT Universe is a separate universe from the WWE because Hunter is a face here, and, right. <laughs> and he's yeah. a heel over here, and he's here as sympathy. This is to honor my father. He's not going to come in the Stardust character, and 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 you wouldn't get any you wouldn't get any sympathy from beating up Cody in the makeup. So yeah. keep this in mind too. Sasha Banks keeps winning on yes. WWE TV. She just keeps yeah. winning. She keeps getting pinfalls. She keeps getting tap outs. She just keeps winning. Uh, the main event is Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Bailey going in as the champion, the NXT women's champion. The main event, a 30 minute Iron Man match to close out mm-hmm. NXT TakeOver Respect on October 7th. Um, not much to say outside of, I mean, we've been seeing the story here. We, we're seeing the fact that, you know, the, the angle that got this match going. The NXT video that ended last week's NXT TV episode, you know, was, was great. Just, just as good, if not better than the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens video that pre that predated their NXT takeover first encounter. I mean, you're going to go into this. They're in full sale. So all, all 400 of those fans want this to be the biggest main event in full sale history. And they're yes. going to do their part to try and make it look like this is the biggest main event in full sale or NXT TV history. They're going to do their part. Sasha's going to do her part. Bailey, you know, is going to do her part. I don't give a fuck how many times they have practiced this match because when it comes down to the main show, it is going to be awesome. I hope the best for these two. I want this to do everything that fans are hoping for because I really think it can. And I don't really believe this is overhyping it much. Like, no, I don't know if, if this if, match can disappoint this overhype. Uh, but said- your thoughts on the main event. I said, if you can't get into this match, you have no soul. And and Rob, you were more passionate about this match than I thought you would be. Because and I love it. This match is going to have emotion, and it's going to have real emotion. And it doesn't matter if they botch a move here or there because they didn't practice it enough. You're exactly right on this. This match is going to have massive, massive heat to it. I think. I think all four. I think the crowd knows, I think, that this is probably Sasha's full sale swan song. Yeah. So she's going to be over here. Yep. Bailey is going to be over. I think, and and I alluded to this in our column, I think they booked this exactly. I, I mean, I think Sasha heals it up here. Don't get me wrong. I think Sasha heals it up during the match because she has to because because it, it, it's going to help get Bailey because she wants to make Bailey look like a million bucks. Yeah. Um, and And she's going to. Or she's going to do everything in her power to try. This is going to be rude steamboat from, from beach blast 92. Sasha's going to get up by a couple of falls. And the reason they've been pushing Bailey as the ultimate underdog is she's going to come back and she's going to squeak out a win here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big hug at the end. Sasha's going to get her standing ovation. And then Bailey's going to have her moment 
lights out and it's going to be awesome. Yes. I mean, I'm this main event is aside from what they do with Balor and Joe, mm-hmm. aside from just seeing Asuka's first match in an NXT ring. I mean, all two hours of the show are going to be me just waiting for this match to happen. I agree. And that is really what a main event, you know, should be. You should be anxious for that main event. It's when when King of Pro Wrestling happens on Sunday. I'm waiting for AJ Styles and Kazuchika Okada. I'm waiting for the main event on the show. I'm not as emotional about this one. I am as excited. I'm not as emotional as this one as was Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I was almost visibly nervous waiting for that. I'm going, yeah. are they going to do the right thing here? Are they going to, yeah. are they going to do the right thing for Bailey? Is it going to be a good match in front of this big crowd? Because I know, you know, for me, and, and I've said this on, on multiple shows that the NXT four really helped rejuvenate my love of wrestling. And I wanted them to have a great match and they did. And you know, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Cause I think you and I are, or at least me and a couple other people I know have talked about this at both the Sasha title win and the Bailey title win tears. Yeah, I had tears at both. I'm going to have tears at the end of this one, too, just because it's going to be it's going to be a moment, I think, at the end. And not as big a moment as the four hugging in Brooklyn and and kind of a, the, the, the coded to that story. But I think, you know, these two are so good together. They have such great chemistry together. It's going to be something. It really is. Yeah, I mean. And we haven't even talked about what we think might go on in this match. Like, I would love for them to do this Iron Man match, 30 minutes, and there's only one fall in the entire match. That'd be fine with me, too. I'd I'd love that. The thing I don't want, I don't want the five-minute overtime. I don't want, I don't necessarily want the five-minute overtime. We may get it. I mean, we may get where it couldn't be settled in 30 minutes. I mean, let's face it. If they were, they're getting 30 minutes, they're going to get three minutes for the video package. They're going to get two minutes for each entrance. You know, they very well could do an extra five on this one and justify the overrun time. Um, I would love for them to do it. And there's two basic contrasting points to where you get an Iron Man match. What WWE seems to love to do is in the first 10 minutes, you already have two falls. You know what I mean? So like they yeah. do falls quicker than they would normally in a singles match. Um, well, they love I- doing that that first face fall and then the heel gets a couple others and then the face has to come back. The heel, the heel gets a... Uh, gets one and then because it was a shady means they get a second quick one like yeah uh, i i would love for him to get the first fall at like 23 minutes and then the drama is in the final seven where someone is trying to even the score and they can't because then you have true drama right like you you expect something and you don't get it but you're wondering like it's going to happen at some point Um, you know what i wouldn't mind that being sasha trying to be desperate because she could play that so well yeah yeah, I, I, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Maybe Bailey gets two quick falls at the end because you're like, but, okay, is Sasha staying? Yeah. I don't know. And they book Bailey as the underdog. I just yeah. can't see her having the lead and having her to hold on to it. They, they, they want that call of Bailey coming back. You, you can feel that in, in the entire build for this thing. Yeah, and, that, and that's why they very well could do an overtime. And, and Sasha Banks going in as the heel wants the championship. So, of course, she would be okay with the overtime. It's not like she's you know trying to keep the title title on the draw or anything like that um so yeah it's interesting what they could do there i, I just hope there are fewer falls than more falls i hope we're yeah. not you know three to two going into the final minute something less like that. is less is more here. less is more with the falls in this one um but yeah i expect uh sasha banks to be done after this show 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe on TV the next day, just because she's there to you know have a goodbye match, or maybe play in a storyline of someone else getting a title shot at the London Takeover. Uh, maybe losing to I don't even know who's the big baby Eva Marie. Maybe Sasha Banks loses to Eva on TV the next night. I don't know, um, but I'm expecting Bailey to Emma, get the win here, or not Emma, but but Dana Asuka. comes out, Oscar, and Dana could come out and beat her up, and then and then you know send her on her way. Yeah, and then Oscar comes out and kicks ass. Yeah, something something could happen on the next night, but this is effectively her swan song, and Bailey will yes. defend against someone new, and Bailey will be the champion of NXT going into the London takeover. Um, But that kind of brings us before we get into Cesaro and Sami Zayn. uh, We had some questions on the Twitter feed at shake them ropes. And one related to the fact that we're getting this 30 minute Iron Man match. We had a question on Twitter asking, do you think WWE will ever give the women an hour time limit on an hour long Iron Man match? And my response would be, I don't think they're going to give men an hour anymore. I mean, unless, unless, unless you have two guys who are both politically savvy enough to lobby for it and have the clout to do it and have the, you know, for lack of a better term, the work rate to do it. No, you're never going to see that on the main roster again. Well, I could well, I could see them. I could see them doing an NXT women's one hour Iron Man match. If for some reason you could get, say, Becky Lynch to do it down on the NXT roster against a Bailey. But other than that, no. Here is the situation where I think we could see an hour-long Iron Man match if it was a special on the network idea. Like on a Tuesday night, 8 to 9, you're going to see an hour-long Iron Man match because they're not going to do it on Raw. I mean, ratings are to the point where, you know, I'm not trying to delve into wrestling TV ratings too much, but ratings are to the point where they are not going to do an hour-long match filling an entire hour with one match where you can go away, watch something else and come back for the end. They're just not going to do that on raw. Um, I could maybe see it on a SmackDown, but now that SmackDown is on USA, I think for the same reasons, they wouldn't do that on the WWE network pay-per-view. You just have too many wrestlers on the roster that you're trying to get on these shows to where it doesn't make sense to bully an hour of it with one match where you got 15 minutes of entrances too, where it takes over a half of a pay-per-view. I could see it happen with the men, on an hour-long special on the network, or an hour and you know thirty-minute special on the network, but let's let's see one for the men first before we start begging WWE to do one with the women. Let's see how the half hour goes first. You know where they could do it? They could do it like on an episode of NXT where you have the commercial breaks type of thing, and they could give recaps of what happened during the breaks. Yeah, the only problem with doing it on an NXT TV show is you only have the hour, right? right. So you're you have to start the show with the bell and end the show with the bell and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but but if you if you hype that up for like 2 weeks and saying this is a very special episode of NXT, you're going to draw those eyeballs. It be it a, a Sami Zayn versus whoever or be it say Becky Lynch versus a Bailey yeah. type of thing. So you could do it either way there. Yeah, I, I suppose you could. Um another question going back to the cage match from the MSG show. Mm-hmm. When did the refs opening the cage door start to become a trope in WWE? Why would wrestlers choose to climb out instead of just go through the door? This is a question posed to us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Didn't it become a trope because Hogan didn't want to climb the cage anymore? People, You were getting wrestlers who were older yeah. who couldn't necessarily climb the cage. It saves you from having those guys with bad knees, bad backs, from having to climb cages. Right. 
And that's um, what WWE's thing was that that separated them from that Southern wrestling style was, oh, well, well we keep you guys in the cage, not us. We're going to make them escape the cage. And in wrestling dumb. matches, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief for a little bit too. Like, in theory, you if one wrestler, say the babyface, was in between the heel and the door, the heel's not going to yeah. go through the babyface to get out. He's going to take the cowardly way and start to try and climb and run away. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you have to suspend the fact that the babyface, unless he was just so mad that he wanted to beat this guy up in the cage, once the other guy just started to run out the cage, he would go for the door and win the match. So you got to suspend your disbelief here in a little bit. They, they go out the cage just the cowardly way. The babyface leaves the cage because he thinks, okay, I've beaten this man up enough. I don't want to risk, you know, going through this guy to get to the door, so I'm going to climb away from him. You know, Rob, you, you, you can reason it. It's just, it's pro wrestling. You can reason it. I still think you you have a cage match to keep outside interference out and keep well, you the do two that competitors too. in. Yeah, that's if you're allowing they the escape They don't do route. that at the WWE. No, I know. They never do that. It's I know. Just, that's if you're, allow- that's if you're oh, allowing the escape the cage rule. Because in a cage yeah. match, yes, you should lock the door. You don't get out until they bolt cut the door open when the match is over. But I did call the Phoenix or call the splash off the top of the cage. You did call that. Congratulations for you, Jeff. All right. Uh, we already we had the one question about the Iron Man match, the question about the cage door. Um, another question posed to us on Twitter. Has a world champion ever had generic music as much as Seth Rollins's current theme? No, oh, there were champs with no music, like Ron Garvin. I would say in modern, <laughs> in modern WWE from 1997 to now, has a wrestler's theme ever been as generic as Seth Rollins' theme as the world champion? And my one, I would say Steve Austin's earliest theme was pretty generic looking back on it. What about Backland or uh We're talking Slump. modern WWE from ninety-seven to now. Backland was ninety-seven. The 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 second the, the one when, when he came back to feud with Brett. Wasn't he champ for a short time? In nineteen ninety seven? I don't remember. No. I thought he I thought he got I thought he got a short run and he dropped it to, to Are you thinking to of eighty seven? No, he dropped it to Diesel, didn't he? In 1997, oh, Kevin no, Nash was in the NWO. Yeah, that's right. That, all right, fine, fine. What geez. are you doing right now? Look, are, I've watched a lot of wrestling. Thinking of like 93, 94, 95 at the latest? No. I'm not, well, no, I lapsed around 96. So okay. No. Oh, whatever you're talking about, just stop. Benoit. Save yourself. How about, ben, how about Benoit? No, because by the time, I believe when Benoit won the title, he already had the Our Lady Peace theme, where it had the words and everything like that. You had the full music. Kane? Kane, yeah. Because Kane's current theme is what his old theme used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's, you know, it kind of fits. It's the ominous music there, whereas this is, you know, Seth Rollins' music is just drums spattering and... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's 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 nothing. But. It's this heavy metal music, though. I, I I can't I can't really say because some might argue this theme isn't generic anymore. I'm surprised he still has it. When Seth Rollins debuted this music, I thought it was the bridge music until they finally put something together that's going to be his full time thing. Well, between him and Ambrose, their music hasn't done them any favors. I don't think. Yeah, it's both. It's both kind of the same shade of. Yeah. 
A little bit, a little bit there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Charlotte's <laughs> if you want to go there. Charlotte's is the butterfly version of Ric Flair's theme. Yeah. If you took Ric Flair's music and put it in a cage with butterflies, Charlotte's theme is what you get out of it. So right. why not? That's right. Butterflies can compose music. You didn't know that? Well, monkeys can write Shakespeare. Yes. Well, I mean, they can write monkey. You know, mm. If they were writing Shakespeare, Shakespeare would have been a monkey. You don't know he wasn't. I mean, I'm not writing Shakespeare. Like, I mean, I could, you know. Just move on, Rob. Just, I mean, I'm just saying. You're the one. You're, who, you're the one who did it. You're um, digging here. Match number 61 in our top 100 matches <laughs> to see on WWE Network Countdown. This yes. match took place in August of 2013 on NXT TV. Now, this match, <laughs> this match is oh. not on the countdown. <laughs> this match is. Oh. Yeah, it's ahead. not on the countdown. Yeah. Because of airing on the NXT TV episode. This match aired on the This Is NXT special right. on February 24th, 2014, before the first NXT TakeOver special. So this, Rob, Rob, where can I find this thing? I can't. They took yeah. it off the network. So we're going to watch this match, and Jeff Hawkins texts me, like, where, where's this match? They took it oh, off the network. Oh, hold on. Hold There's on. no Do NXT TV. Do, do the precursor. Can you tape tonight? I'm like, I'm watching Raw. How am I supposed to watch this match? Because I no, haven't no, no. yet. Well, hey, I'm not even blaming you because when I went on the network, when you told me that you couldn't find it, when I went All to right. the network, the first thing I did was go to NXT episodes and look for 2013. And there is no right. 2013. <laughs> if you wanted to watch this match, you have to search for This Is NXT and go oh. to the February 2014 airing where they give you the little half hour preview of NXT, what it's all about. Right. And then they right. show this match as a best of <laughs> NXT match. Cesaro, Sami Zayn, the best of three falls match, originally airing in August of 13, shows up here on the countdown because of its airing in February of 2014. Well, what gets me is last week, before you closed or before we went into our match, you said one of these days there's going to be a match yep. where they've already yanked it off the network. And I went, was he ribbing me this entire time? This and I it. just didn't realize it. This is it. Ah. No, uh, no, it's on the network, but I had to, I had to find it because what I did immediately, um, I went to the WWE top 100 countdown on their website because they give a little preview of every match and reason why it's in the countdown. Right. Um, and it says specifically it's on the, this is NXT show. So you had to find okay. that show because the NXT episode, while you can still get it on Hulu, you cannot get it on WWE network. That episode of NXT, they don't have any of the pre 2014 NXT episodes on WWE Network. They're just not there yet. And who knows if they ever will be, you know, at least in the short term. Uh, but yeah, this is match number 61. Cesaro, Sami Zayn, best two of three falls. And really, you can look to this match. You know, it wasn't until February where they started doing the NXT takeovers and people really got into NXT. This match right here got the buzz and the eyeballs yes. on NXT in a larger format. This is... To me, the unofficial start of what is the current era of developmental. Definitely agree with you. This was the one that got everybody talking, and that's why they rematched them, I believe, a couple times after this. Or was this the kind of the they, blow off? To they it? rematched on, I believe, the first ever takeover. You're right. It was, a, it was not a stip match. It was not a best of two, three falls. In fact, I would go as far to say that most people probably assume the two of three falls match was that takeover match. Not realizing mm-hmm. it was actually the match that happened months prior on TV you that know they what? were rematching. I did that when we were going over our top matches of last year. 
Yes. Yeah, you thought that. On the top three, I mixed right. it up with That's this right. one because because I thought that th- that was it. Yeah, no, I thought this was on a takeover originally. No, this is on just a standard one-hour edition on, yeah. of, of NXT that was on Hulu. And uh, for the top 100, this is our uh, this is our goodbye to NXT. This is the uh, last match we will see from the uh, developmental system because it was done before, you know, all these great ladies matches and, and whatnot. So, uh, and I think this is an appropriate goodbye because it's actually the beginning of the, of the momentum, I think. And I think Cesaro doesn't get nearly enough credit for it, to be honest. Yeah, I, Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Now, interesting note here, because last week we had Cena and Punk from February of 2013, the Raw match, the number one contender to the title at WrestleMania match. Uh, that was number 62 on our countdown. Now, in researching Cesaro and Sami Zayn, uh, because this was on NXT TV, uh, if Dave Meltzer gave a recommendation star rating for it, I don't know where it is. I don't know if I don't he think he was one. I don't think he was watching it on Hulu at the time. I think he'd he'd watch it on you right because you you had too. to watch it on Hulu if you weren't illegally streaming this. You had to watch it on Hulu, and I don't think Dave Meltzer of all people has Hulu. Um, no, but Voices of Wrestling in their 2013 Match of the Year poll where there's several uh, several people out there who vote in this poll, this match we're about to talk about, Cesaro Sami Zayn, came in at number nine as the okay. ninth best match of 2013. Punk and Cena, which stunned me because I thought that match was really good, but nothing to yeah. write home about too hard. That match came in 12th as the huh. best match of 2013. Some people calling it the best CM Punk John Cena match there has ever been. And I I'm like... You. The Money in the Bank 2011, maybe it was just the importance. The Money in the Bank 2011 blew away that Raw match that we watched. Like, it was good. Yeah. But nothing incredibly special to me. Maybe it's just watching it, you know, in 2015 eyes. But yeah, I was stunned. Number 12 match of the year. This match, Cesaro Sami Zayn uh, on the This Is NXT special on WWE Network. The number nine match of the year. Best of best two or three falls. Um, be. Before I get your thoughts on this match, I'll read what Dylan Hales wrote in that match of the year voting. Uh, This match built very well. Both guys played their roles masterfully. And by the time the big spots came in the third fall, it felt like you were truly watching something special. And I would agree with the fact that this match starts off hot with Sami Zayn doing the tope over Cesaro, starting off like right when the bell hits. It, It doesn't really slow down. Yes, there are slower spots in the match, but you can look back at all these different uh, big spots that happened and think, how do they fit that all in this 20 minute match? Um, yeah. I mean, it was something special by the end of it. You were, you were witnessing the start of a new era of developmental and you could tell exactly what Sami Zayn was going to be doing in developmental because we didn't know how El Generico was going to come into developmental and fit in the WWE system. And this showed you exactly how he was going to fit. And he, until he got hurt, he hasn't let you down. <laughs> Dylan being very succinct. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. I, I cut that <laughs> down from like 8,000 words. <laughs> Love you, Dylan. Um, you know, <laughs> what, what upsets me having to go over this match right now is the fact that on tonight's show, Cesaro, yeah. superstars. Yep. He's Mr. Superstars now. Not even winning yeah. matches all the time either. No, but uh, this match is logical to me. I mean, and it's great and it builds because you have... Okay, the first pin, I mean, it, it, even before the match starts, Generico goes flying over the rope <laughs> the dope, and just, and just, or somersault dive and just mm-hmm. and just takes out Cesaro. Sure does. Bell rings, pinfall, eight seconds. Flash pin, gets the crowd hyped that, okay, 
Because they're doing they're doing the underdog skinny underdog gimmick for Zayn right now. Yeah, they tried something different. Yeah. Okay. Second fall. Logical story. Cesaro's angry, so it becomes a systematic destruction of him. And what I really liked about this was was the end was was just a chin lock, and he's yeah. going out, and he just taps, and you don't expect it was so unexpected, and yet so natural that that you bought it. It's like I have to fight for this third. Uh, they didn't sell this on commentary, but I have another. I have another fall to get this back. I should do it now so that I'm not so weak. Yeah, and then the, it, and the, it was. And, an, go ahead with your point. Oh, and then the third fall is okay. Cesaro's gotten the, gotten this pin. Now he tries to take advantage of it by doing all these big power moves and stuff against against Zane, and Zane keeps on. Fighting back, getting reversals, getting hope spots in there with you know the, the the DDT through the ropes on on the floor, and then and then he keeps doing this, and he goes to the well once too often, get, gets a spinning DDT, which Cesaro stops. It looks like a guillotine. Nope, throws him up, European under, uppercut, and then what does he call his finishing move? Remind me. The neutralizer. The neutralizer. I call it the dominator in my in my notes. It's not the dominator. Or, Braun Strowman no, no, kind of no. uses the dominator. Right. Right. No. That no. The dominator is a move that Farouk used to use. This is, is this is the annihilator. Yeah. The the uh, the neutral neutralizer. Neutralizer. It neutralizes right. the opponents. Allows one, Cesaro to pin one, them. One, one, two, three, and and sends all the fans home crying. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because you're right. I mean, the first fall happens technically six seconds into the match. Yeah. Uh, then eight minutes later, this match goes fourteen forty. That's the time mm-hmm. of this match. Fourteen minutes forty seconds. Uh, Antonio Cesaro, and still Antonio at the time. Uh, yes. Antonio Cesaro gets the win, two to one. We, we, we the people, Antonio Cesaro, too. We, we the people, Antonio Cesaro. <laughs> I, I want to take you back because this is NXT TV in August of 2013. These were the other matches yeah, on the actual TV episode. This is great. Your opener was AJ Lee defeating Bailey to retain the WWE Divas title in four minutes. Even then, Bailey was losing to the champ. Connor O'Brien and Rick Victor, the Ascension, <laughs> defeated Michael Zaki and Ron Hicks in one minute and 38 seconds. CJ Parker, Juice Robinson of NJPW fame now. Mm-hmm. Juice Robinson in New Japan. Uh, CJ Parker gets the win. The, the person who always jobs to the big stars was getting the win here over the person who always jobs out the C.J. Parkers of the world. C.J. Parker beat Baron Corbin on this show. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler defeated Alexander Rusev. And they're still feuding today. <laughs> they are still feuding today, Dolph Ziggler and Alexander Rusev. This, this feud must continue. <laughs> and then the main event, Antonio Cesaro defeated Sami Zayn. That was NXT. Um, and, and I remember at the time this match was taking place where you're hearing rumblings about the developmental show. And mm-hmm. this this was taped on July 11th to air August 21st. So people were waiting a month and a half for this to mm-hmm. actually come out on Hulu. Um, and you got it. I mean, you got the match that everyone was hyped for. Antonio Cesaro, Sami Zayn, to be rematched at NXT TakeOver, a match that also Cesaro won, if I'm uh, not mistaken. I'm going to have to yes. look that up. But yeah, yes. Cesaro won no, the rematch. No, no, you're too. correct. Sami Zayn never got the big win over Cesaro. That's right. Never got it. Never got it, but which angered a lot of people, as I recall, when 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 the remake when we, when you knew Cesaro was going to be full time on the main roster and hopefully get a push, you're like, well, maybe maybe he does the honors for Sammy on the way out. Nope, 
<laughs> no. No, not a chance. Yep, NXT TakeOver, baby. NXT TakeOver. What I'm, you, you know what? They've all been good. So I'm hyped for this one on Wednesday. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I am, I am thrilled about this show. I am uh, on the NXT TakeOver page on the old Wikipedia right now. Are you? I am. I am on the NXT TakeOver page. Was there something watch... about the first one they show listed here is May 29th's takeover with Tyson Kidd and Adrian Neville as the main event. They are missing one. They are missing the first one. Was that the one with, oh, the one no. with Bo Dallas hey, and Adrian oh. Neville for the, no, the that was match. after that was after what that that was after that was after the one you're talking about. No, it wasn't. That was the first one. Really? The first one was the ladder match. Gosh, they all blur. The, but the first takeover was in February. Okay. But I'm wondering, because it was the NXT special that kicked off the first week of the WWE Network, which began in February mm-hmm. of 2014. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering why it is not listed on here on the old Wikipedia page. Am I missing something? Am I totally just blanking? NXT TakeOver, February 2014. Well, check, check the next one, see if it does it. All right. It's got its own Wikipedia article. The main event was okay. Adrian Neville type. No, what is going on here? <laughs> Are you saying that the internet's wrong, Rob? Yeah, they're missing one. They okay. even have a spot for first. I don't know what's going on here. Well, well, NXT Rob, Arrival? You... Is that? Oh, because they call it NXT Arrival. That's right. It wasn't a takeover. Yeah. It was NXT right. Arrival. It was NXT Arrival, yes. That's right. So that's why yeah. there's a missing page here. Adrian Neville and Bo Dallas was the main event. And the uh, opener was Cesaro and Sami Zayn going 22 minutes that time with Cesaro winning. That was uh, a great match. That yeah. was also a great match. And Rob, you know, Wikipedia can be edited by the public. So if it you can be, I could edit that. You, you could edit that. Yes. <laughs> I could, if I wanted to edit that. Um, mm-hmm. But we are going to be back on Wednesday night after takeover. Follow us at shake them ropes. We are going to be live via YouTube. You can get the stream at voices of or youtube.com slash voices of wrestling. I encourage you to subscribe so that you get the notices right away when the page goes up or follow our mm-hmm. Twitter for links to that. Um, but it'll be on the main page. If you just go to voices of wrestling.com slash YouTube or youtube.com slash voices of wrestling, both will take you to the same page. It will be on that main page when it's up. So you can watch it live. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter at shake them ropes, Rob at voices of wrestling.com. The column Jeff was talking about through the, throughout this entire show is our NXT TakeOver Respect preview, where we give mm-hmm. our one-on-one with others of the Voices of Wrestling family. We give our predictions match by match. So if you would like the preview in written form, you can go there now and see our oh. preview up. Um, now, if you're listening to the audio version, which is going to be up oh. Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, oh, you you're not listen. putting this up this morning? Tonight I don't, I don't think I'm putting it up right away just because I'm going to go to sleep like you, because uh, it is yeah. now 1 a.m. on the East Coast. So this will go up on Tuesday um, but, uh, yeah, you can go on to that. Uh, like I said, you can follow us, subscribe free on iTunes, Stitcher, or tune in radio and Jeff Hawkins, just for you. I sent in my wrestling observer newsletter uh, Hall of Fame yeah. ballot yesterday. Sting? No, sting. no, not on the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Put Finkel on there. And, and I, I just, Howard Finkel not, deserves it. Well, he deserves it, but non contrib I mean, non Rustler should shouldn't be voted on. It, that shouldn't be part of it. They should just get in. Just let them have let Dave put in who he thinks should go in there. But yes, you can listen to Rob and Joe and Rich 
and all those other special people who get ballots talking about it on VoicesOfWrestling.com on their special show where, where Rob tries to hang with two people who know something about wrestling. I did. <laughs> I tried to hang. Oh, I hope it wasn't too obvious, but oh, my God. Start talking Let's- about Japan. What am I doing? Lanza's coming up with some arcane reference to Sema. <laughs> um, it's Shema, Jav. It's Shema. So get that right. Um, but yeah, for all of you following along, for anyone who cares, which is only three of you out there, Randy Orton, a Hall of Famer, Sting is not. You suck. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.